and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to welcome back to NSTA, The Bus Stop, KP Singh. He's president and CEO of Bite Curve and a former guest on NSTA, The Bus Stop. So, GP, welcome back. Well, thank you, Kurt. My pleasure, and thank you for thinking of me again. I must have said something right in my first podcast <laughs> that you decided to bring me back. So, But I am really excited to be back here and talking to you and talking to your audience here. Uh, great. Yeah, it was a great podcast the first time. And, you know, uh, in this industry, just things are changing so fast. So, but you know, given your first appearance on the bus stop was probably about this time last year. Let's talk a little bit or have you talk a little bit about Bike Curb and your role with the company. Yes. So thank you, Kurt. People who were new to me in, in this podcast, my name is GP Singh. I always say think of GPS and it's we talk about it all day long and that's my name as well. So it's very hard to forget my name. So uh, I am a founder and CEO of Bytecurve, uh, a company which we founded about seven years back. And our main uh, uh, focus is on offering solution in the school bus industry, which has been missing for the longest time, and mainly around scheduling, dispatch, and timekeeping. Uh, those three functions, there were a lack of a technology solutions, and we decided to build it. And that's what we offer to the school bus industry and the transportation market. You know, and, and folks who join us on the podcast always have such great, interesting stories, how they got involved with student transportation. So, GP, why don't you remind us about your story? So, uh, you know, I uh, this is something uh, I shared uh, my story on the last one as well. But real brief on this time and um uh, I did not know anything about school bus industry uh, when I joined. Uh, I was single. My kids were not using school bus either, but I was always fascinated by it. And I come from a technology and a retail background, uh, worked in tiers for many, many years. And I got introduced to the world of school bus with a company called, as we still remember all the names, Laidlaw. And so I got introduced to them and I joined that company. and. And then I learned a lot. You know, I learned how I was fascinated by what it takes to get the school bus to the right stop at the right time and to get to the school. And since then, I never thought I would be in this industry for this long. But, uh, you know, life takes you, uh, you go where life takes you. And, uh, right. And, uh, became part of First Student, became part of National Express after that. And then, Still, when I jumped into my own business, I decided to stay with this industry itself, and I love it. I love every day of it. My kids use the school bus every day, and uh, and I just enjoy every moment of it. Yeah, no, great, great story. You know, one things we try to do over here at NSTA is is bring you know our members information, and it's taken us in so many different directions. Obviously. You know, what you do is more in the technology realm. And we had a webinar recently on cybersecurity, what we said. The webinar was called Cybersecurity, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You. And you participated in that uh, webinar, had great attendance, and had great content. For anyone who didn't 
sign up and, and register and attend that webinar. Can you give the listeners a brief recap of it? Yep, good. I think this is one of the biggest threat, which is which is putting a risk to not only our industry, but any any industry which uses technology. Cybersecurity has been a major threat for every day-to-day users in our personal lives as well as in our corporate lives. And I would, uh, without taking, I can speak rest of the session itself on this topic again, but uh, in just to summarize it, we as a business owners and even in our personal lives, like uh, have to relate this to uh, the safety. Uh, the reason I bring this up in the school bus industry, safety is paramount. It's number one all the time, every time, you know. And uh, as we talk about safety, as we create awareness of it, I think the similar attention has to be given to cybersecurity. That's a step number one to mitigate this is such an important threat or risk to our businesses and to our personal lives in our bank accounts and other other personal confidential information as well. We have to, starting point is we have to continue to talk about it, educate, educate your employees, educate your peers, educate your supervisors. And still this date with even the evolution of everything else, email still is the number one culprit of having the cybersecurity threats or uh, or, or uh, cyber breaches. Educate your employees to look at the email again. If anybody's asking you for social security number, your personal address, your bank account information, trying to click on the link, do check it all over again. In addition, also deploy the screening tools if you can, and uh, to, to manage it, to screen all the, there are a lot of options available now in the market. Talk to your IT departments, Research it on the online, but still, anytime anybody asks you for your personal information on the email, we look at it three times over uh, before you try to provide that information. Okay, but having said that, mm-hmm. I think the communication and the awareness is the most important thing you can do regarding cybersecurity. I was occurred when I was uh, in the in the corporate employee on the Durham side or a first student side. Every safety meeting used to, every meeting in the company used to start with a safety message. I would say that make it a rigor to talk about the cybersecurity as well uh, in your key leadership meetings or employee meetings. Mm. Uh, that's some that's some good advice there. I'm going to follow up a little bit, uh, GP, on on cybersecurity and a, a couple of quick questions. And one is. Do you think that folks take the cybersecurity threat seriously enough, or is there still the mindset of uh, that, you know, we hear about these breaches, but that just affects big companies and I shouldn't be too worried about it? What do you see out in the field? Oh, no, this is, this is, yeah, you're absolutely right, Kurt. This is um, one of those things you don't appreciate the seriousness of it until it hits home. Uh, otherwise, it's always the news, oh, that was a big company, that happened. We don't listen to hundreds of stories where people are being duped at the personal level to provide your bank account information or your credit cards being charged or your information being taken 
through different means and the the uh, the the financial side of it the money being taken out of your accounts or from your credit card side okay we don't those things don't make the news and there is no consolidated right. study which is there which publishes this data points so mm-hmm. it's it this is one issue which it has a similar impact to the multi billion dollar company and and no less effect on the person at the individual level as well so i would say everybody and anybody who opens up his computer uses an email or even has a credit card or bank accounts has a risk from cybersecurity okay yeah well that's pretty clear <laughs> pretty much covers <laughs> it's probably 99% of the planet at you know at this point uh but no some some good advice there gp um i'm going to move and shift gears a little bit to um have you put your more of your uh, operations expertise at play here um i know we've talked previously about the importance of the dispatch office and and I kind of want to ask you the question, why is an organized dispatch office so critical to getting our children to school, uh, not only to school, but to school on time and safely? Great question. And and uh, Kurt, uh, dispatch office is a paramount to any transportation um, operations, whether it's trucking or transit or airlines or you know, private fleets, and most importantly, the school bus, right? Um, it is, if you walk into any transportation office at 6 a.m. in the morning or 5.30 a.m. in the morning, you won't be um, seeing as much of the routing staff or a uh, payroll staff or a, you know, a back office staff. It's always the dispatchers use, first thing you'll see them in the front line. And it would be uh, crazy. They are on the phones. They are talking. They are handing out keys. They are filling out papers. It's always a crisis. The reason is because, you know, you are, um, whatever you plan for in as per your routing plan, you assume that, if you assume that will all work as is, it's usually never the case. Uh, the biggest problem comes in dispatchers are the one who have to make sure the drivers who are supposed to do the route, they show up. And the buses which are supposed to be operated, they are also up and running and they don't have any serious mechanical or any pre-trip issues. You also have to make sure drivers know exactly which, which kids have to be picked up from what stop and what time they have to drop to school. But the most important piece which has to happen in this is that the driver, the right driver gets in the right bus and leaves on time from the, from the yard. That's the starting point in order to get kids to the school on time. If that doesn't happen, then the stops get missed, kids are not picked up or they're picked up from, or they're dropped at the wrong stop and we are delayed to the school. When they're delayed to the school, obviously sometimes they miss their breakfast in the morning, then they're delayed from the classes and everything has a ripple effect to it. And so dispatcher's job is uh, such a critical job. They are on the calls with the parents. 
when the buses don't show up, they're on the calls with the drivers. When they don't show up, mm-hmm. you know, they're on the calls with the maintenance department because some two buses are down because of pre-trip issues. And they are managing so much. And many of the times with the driver shortages now, dispatchers themselves are driving the buses. Right. So this is one of the key department or key function in our school bus transportation industry. And if that one is not organized, and if they don't have a clear processes on how to do the job, it will have ripple effect on the entire operations for that district. So that's why I always say that dispatch is the heart of any school bus, school bus transportation operations, whether it's a, it's a district-operated buses or whether it's a privately contracted out buses. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my thought process on anything in general that that um, needs to be organized is usually if you don't get off to a, a good start, then it takes much more effort to, to get you kind of reset and focused again to, to get where you need to be. And so any of these operations, and I would put dispatch in this um, category, obviously, you know, require, uh, you know, everyone being focused and getting off to that good start each and every day. What are your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it's like, imagine that if if you have to leave from house and you have to be at the meeting, you have back-to-back meetings and you have to be at client number one at meeting number A, and then you have another meeting and then you have a lunch meeting with somebody, but you leave the house and your car doesn't start. Or now what, right? Your whole day is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Here you're managing 100 buses with 100 drivers. And it is for sure given there would not be a day when you expect all 100 buses would be operating as you expect it to be. And all 100 drivers are going to show up exactly as planned on time. It's never the case. So you are going to have exceptions no matter what. I don't think any business, any operations can say that, oh, they will never have exceptions. The point always comes down to is, how do you manage that exception? And that's what distinguishes a good, well-run, organized dispatch office versus a chaotic dispatch office. Yeah, absolutely. And And then, so that begs the question, why have some dispatch offices lag behind in embracing technological solutions? Um, So great question there, Kurt. Uh, For the longest time, there has been a lack of technology solutions in the dispatch office. You know, there has been, we have have plenty of routing systems, uh, good Mm -hmm. options, a good strong routing systems in the industry. We have all sorts of technology on the buses. We have GPS devices, we have camera devices, we have Wi-Fi on the buses, we have pre-trip devices, child jack, you name it, you know. Uh, But the dispatch office still today is still being managed on Excel sheets, Google sheets, or Mm -hmm. majority of them still have big whiteboards with uh, different magnets on it or different colored pens which which are used to manage all the exceptions on on daily basis 
believe me or not, you can walk into any of the uh, operations or locations where you will see a big whiteboard with red pants, green pants, black pants, and they would have it out numbers on it and say, okay, this driver didn't show up. This driver is going to say that, have you talked to that driver? Have you talked to the parents? So it's all of that work exceptions and changes are being managed on manually, either on the whiteboards or Google Sheets and Excel Sheets. Now, I think most places have actually done a pretty good job in figuring out to manage through this, uh, using these tools to manage their operations. You know, but the issue is you do that, use those tools to manage the crisis for the day. Come next day, that crisis starts all over again without much learning from, because the history is that whiteboard gets erased and the new writings start appearing on that. Okay. And similarly, if two of your three dispatchers are either driving or they're out sick, well, that even throws that plan off, uh, uh, off the charts because now you have, because that lot of things were in their head, which they did yesterday, and now you have no way to replicate that. So these become, that's what distinguishes between a good office versus a bad versus unorganized offices. First of all, there has been total lack of technology and whatever is being used, it boils down to the process and using these basic tools, which some of these districts or some of the operations have embraced it better than the others. But it all only the 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 uh, it's only left up to the local management to figure out the standard processes and tools for this, rather than having something being offered as a standard tool. Gotcha, gotcha. So, in terms of what you do and you and Bite Curve, what you guys do, um, what what are the things that you can offer as you know? Um, you know, solutions to this. So that's where uh, I, that was the actual foundation of our, our business itself. When we started it, we looked at the entire industry and we thought there is no product which is being offered uh, in the industry, you know, and it's a bit complicated, right? It's not, uh, if, if this would be simple cut, anybody, we would see that why not every routing company has a dispatch uh, um, solution as well. It's not that simple. There are things which need to be automated because it's not as simple that, okay, driver Johnny doesn't show up and you just put another driver on the route. Most of the time, there's nobody available. You have to break apart the route. You have to give it to different people, different parts. You have to, uh, early outs might be happening. Late starts might be happening. There are a lot of pieces which are moving on daily basis and it was not that easy. And that's where our uh, experience and our knowledge came into the play. You know, I'm just the, the founder of the company, I, but the real power behind it is my other key leadership and the partners who come with a very similar background. So we decided to do something about it and we built the solution, which was to fill this gap. And uh, so, where we integrate with routing systems, there are key partners, we work very well together, and we take it from there and we help the dispatchers um, uh, make their job easier by using our tool. So in our tool, if they any place where our tool is being used, 
there is no need to use those whiteboards or Excel sheets and the Google sheets. It fully integrates, it allows you to manage the exceptions. It works like an airline terminal, for example, um, where when you walk into an airport guard, you hate to see that red color, right? My God, my flight is oh, yeah. Nowadays, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> nowadays it shows on the mobile app as well. So it's, uh, you know, you got that, basically uh, uh, that panic uh, even before you leave the house. So, but what we have done is we have replicated that same model rather than um, two or three dispatchers. If you have a hundred routes running, there is no way they can focus on all hundred routes at the same time. Their attention needs to be on those 10 exceptions. It's always 90-10 90-10 rule or 80-20 rule, that 80% of your effort goes towards solving 20% of the issues. So we help them to identify those exceptions, which is 10% or 20%. We automatically highlight for them the routes where drivers are running late for work, the routes where buses have not left the yard on time, the routes where buses are late for coming back. So we have built this um, I call it an operating platform, which brings all the data and other solutions together into our platform. So they don't have to go to five different places to find the root cause for an issue or the status of an issue. So we truly basically have built an integrated platform. And I think that's where uh, the wherever we have implemented this, they, they really have been able to organize and uh, smoothen out their dispatch offices and their operations. And the best part of this is, even if two dispatches don't show up today, that's fine because all the information is in the platform. Anybody else can take over. You might be working from your home. You can manage uh, manage all the data and changes sitting from your home, even if you're not at, at the location just for today. So that was the attempt, and I think it took us about a few years to build it, but it has been very well accepted. We have about more than now uh, 45,000 buses which are deployed on our platform, and it's being used by uh, hundreds of uh, operations on a daily basis. Well, GP, as always, a lot of great information um, on this podcast for people to uh, to listen to. Um, if folks want to learn more about Bike Curve, where can they go to get that information? Uh, very simple. Go to www.bikecurve.com. Or if you really want to reach out to me directly, my email ID is very simple. It's GP, again, remember GPS. Don't forget that. <laughs> so GP at, bike, at bikecurve.com. Well, that's that's easy enough. Once again, our guest at NSTA, the bus stop, GP Singh, he is president and CEO of Bike Curve. GP, thanks so much. A lot of great information on this podcast, and we'll have to do it again soon. Good. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, and look forward to seeing you in an upcoming trade show or talking to you again.